Hello and welcome back to another episode of Sully Sports Hub. I was brainstorming some ideas for the second episode, trying to think about um, some pressing topics, new ideas, and um, this is a little bit slower part of the sports calendar now that the NBA Finals are done, but um, I wanted to talk about something that I've had for a long time, and that's a list. Um, throughout my uh, childhood and then my, my teenage years and now, couple adult years, I've had the opportunity to visit almost every MLB stadium. Uh, the only three I have not visited are Kansas City, Toronto, and Oakland. So today, um, I'm going to start to share my top 28 list. I do have two Brave stadiums. I've uh, been to both Turner um, and now Truist, so both of those will be on the list. Um, but it will be a top 28, as I don't want to rank the other three having not attended there. Um, but hopefully, you know, if you are a big baseball fan, you've been to some of these stadiums. Uh, let me know if you agree or disagree. If you haven't been to a lot of these stadiums, maybe this list will be helpful when you trying to decide where you might want to visit. Um, or if you're in town, whether, whether it's worth making a trip out to some of these parks. Um, as we go through, I'll kind of group these in tiers because a lot of these stadiums are pretty similar. Um, so I'll try to, illustrate which of these are similar and then where there's kind of a gap uh, between these stadiums as we go through. Starting at number 28, Tropicana Field in Tampa. This one is kind of in a league of its own. I think if I had been to Oakland, Oakland would probably also be in this tier, Uh, but I'm not going to rank it because I don't want to be biased having not been there. But Tropicana Field, um, is cool if you're a little kid because you know it's inside it's got the it's got the ray tank which is kind of a cool addition but the stadium is just not really great for baseball i mean balls hit off of the roof um, pretty often um, which has caused them to have some pretty weird rules i mean there's certain rings where it'll be a triple or a double or a home run depending on where the ball hits Um, the stadium is pretty small a lot of times during the regular season they don't even have the the upper deck seats available to sit in. They're actually covered just because the attendance is not great there. And the stadium is pretty small for an indoor stadium as well. Um, it feels very awkward. It feels very poorly planned out. Um, when I went down there, I did get to see a David Ortiz home run, so that made it a little better. But yeah, overall, um, the stadium is just much better in idea and in concept than it is fully planned out. And it doesn't also, it, it doesn't help either that it's in St. Petersburg instead of Tampa. Uh, I, I think if they had a stadium in Tampa, the attendance would be much better. The environment would be a lot better. And, and as a result, it might be a more enjoyable experience as a whole, but um, it, it's not a great atmosphere and it's not a great stadium either. So that's why it's down at number 28. After this, we kind of move into what I would say are the cookie cutter parks. They're not necessarily bad. Tropicana honestly might be the only field I've been to that I would say is just bad. But these stadiums, you're going to have, you know, you're going to enjoy the game. Um, You're not going to feel like it's a a rundown stadium or that it's dirty, but they may not be super memorable. Starting at number 27, that'll be Citizens Bank Park in Philly. This one, um, I had the opportunity actually to hit about 10 of these stadiums in 11 days. And this was one of the last ones we hit on that trip. And it, as a result, it, it doesn't stick out too much anyways, but, um, that also made it more, a little bit less memorable. The, the left field scoreboard is pretty cool. It does have its own design. It's got a little bit of a, 
a, a brickyard kind of feel to it. The entire stadium does. Um, I do think the outfield walls are a little cool, and that's one thing about MLB stadiums that makes them much more entertaining than, say, NFL or NBA stadiums is uh, the dimensions can be different, right? So um, every park does have its own kind of different feel. I think if I was ranking NFL stadiums, that would be much harder and, and mu- there would be much less to differentiate between. But the Philly Stadium, you know, it's not bad just because it's at number 27. Like, I, I still enjoyed my time there, but Overall, not much to write home about. Um, the Liberty Bell in left field is also pretty cool, but other than that, not much to see there. Number 26 is one that is no longer in use, and that's Turner Field in Atlanta. Um, I hope Braves fans won't be too mad at me because I do have their other stadium a good bit higher. But Turner Field is another one of those where, you know, you're going to have a good experience. Um, you know, they have a nice scoreboard. Um, the park overall is pretty nice. Um, it's pretty spacious, but um, you're not going to there's not there's not anything about it that is super memorable. Um, and that's why I would have it at number 26. Number 25 I would have Great American Park in Cincinnati. Um, this is an interesting one. Um, just like the others, you know, it's nothing super special. The outfield wall is pretty standard. It does have uh, some water that's behind the outfield. But unlike a couple of these other parks that you'll see higher on my list, like AT&T Park, um, or, which is now, made, I think, Oracle Park in San Francisco, and PNC Park in Pittsburgh, this stadium does not have a view of the water that, that the other stadiums have, you know, when you're sitting behind home plate. So it's not as much of a factor. One plus of this park is if you're a home runs fan, um, it has by far the most home runs hit in it compared to any other stadium. If you're familiar with park factors, um, park factors are basically a metric that are used to determine how often a certain type of hit is hit in a certain ballpark just due to the dimensions. Um, they're on a they're on a 100 scale, um, and so say a 90 park factor would mean uh, 90% of home runs are hit there compared to average. A 110 park factor would be 110% of the average is hit in that stadium. So 100 110 would mean that more home runs are hit in that stadium. Uh, there's no other stadiums above 125. Great American Park is above 150 this year. Um, so it is a very small stadium. It plays small there as well. Um, and so it is a fun stadium to see for that reason, if you're wanting to see some home runs, but the stadium itself is not super special. Number 24 is Nationals Park in Washington, D.C. Um, this is one that um, it is pretty convenient to get in and out of because there's a, there's a train station next to it. Um, that's a plus. You come in through the outfield and it's kind of cool walking in. You get to see kind of the entire stadium as a whole as you come in through that way. Um, I remember eating Shake Shack there, so they do have some good food in the outfield. Overall, I do think um, it has a little more flair than these ones I have under it. I think you're starting to get into the ones with a little more character at this point in the list, um, but there is still not a ton that is unique about this park. Uh, and I would say it's nice, but again, nothing too special. Coming in at number 23 is Guaranteed Rate Field in Chicago. This is the White Sox Stadium. Um, the stadium itself, in terms of the, the concessions, you know, the concourses and everything, it's spacious, it's nice, but I don't know that you would even realize you're in Chicago if you took all of the, the logos off. You know, there's nothing super unique about it. Again, the outfield is a little bit better. You know, it's got the smokestacks, um, the, the jumbotrons there, the screens and everything are pretty good. Um, when I was there, I had the opportunity to see a White Sox-Cubs game 
that made it more fun. I'm not, I'm not basing my rankings off that because obviously that would be kind of biased, but the atmosphere there was great with the crosstown rivalry. Another bonus from this park that I think is a cool little niche thing. Um, if you're going up the right field ramp, you know, down the first base line, there's a couple opportunities there where they have logos, say like South Side or White Sox. And it over and behind you is the entire skyline of the city of Chicago. Um, I didn't realize that you would be able to see the skyline because, you know, the White Sox is not directly in the city of Chicago. It's slightly outside, um, about a 20 to 25 minute train ride from the middle of the city. So that was a, a cool bonus. And I think something that um, bumped it up a little bit and separated it from some of these more generic parks towards the bottom of the list. Number 22, Progressive Field in Cleveland. And this was another one that we hit um, along with many others on our 10 parks in 11 days trip. I think Progressive Field does have a little more flair. It's got some white structuring. Uh, it's got the tall wall in left field that, that does create some pretty cool homers. It's got the massive video board in left field. And because of those things, I think it does have a little more character than some of the other stadiums. Um, it's kind of a cool area as well with um, Quicken Loans Arena, if that's still the name of it. The Cavs Arena is right over there. And the night we were in Cleveland, uh, the Cavs were actually playing in game three of the finals in 2017 against the Warriors. So we went to the Indians game or Guardians game now for a little bit. And then headed over to the watch party, which is really awesome as well. Um, obviously not basing the ranking off of that, but this is a stadium where I think you're going to, you're starting to get, um, a little more character. There's a couple things that I think stand out from this stadium, uh, but still nothing huge to write home about. Okay. This is coming up next is the last one that I would kind of slide in this cookie cutter tier at this point. And that's number 21. That's Comerica Park in Detroit. Um, we went on a super hot day and set in the upper level. We, we were roasting in Comerica Park that day, but there are some nice things and redeeming qualities about this park, particularly dead center field. Um, they do a really good job with the batter's eye there. Um, there's a great design. They've got the statue of the tiger out there and, and it just feels, um, very baseball-y. I guess that's the best way to describe it. Um, the way it looks out there in dead center field. Um, overall, a pretty nice park. But again, this section, I would say, are parks that you will enjoy, um, but not necessarily remember um, super well. All right, moving in. And this next one is kind of in a tier of its own. I really have no idea what to do with this park. Um, I, I think you could probably make an argument to move it below all of these except Tropicana. Um, you could probably make an argument to move it up a little bit. It's Marlins Park, number 20 on this list in Miami. Walking up to this park is extremely weird. Um, it's placed in this neighborhood full of just um, normal houses. Like we, when we went there, we parked at some in somebody's driveway. Uh, we just paid, and we got lucky that they didn't block us in on the way out. Um, when we went, obviously the Marlins were very irrelevant. Attendance was not great. I, I still don't think it is uh, amazing down there. It's definitely increased as they've acquired some more young talent, and their rotation is is really talented at this point. It is so out of place the way it looks. It is this massive white structure in this neighborhood full of homes that just do not match the vibe whatsoever. Um, I do think that it, it does have cool factors. You know, it almost looks like this spaceship as you're walking up to it, and it it has that futuristic kind of feel if you're into that kind of design. Um, as you get in, I do think the park itself has a lot of character. You know, there's a lot of um, bright colors and things that you just remember that. I didn't see this at other parks. Um, they also do have the aquarium tank, kind of like the rays playing into that um, fish 
or aquatic theme. Um, sadly, they took away that massive eyesore of a structure in dead center, which was, um, you know, they used for the home runs. And let's be honest, it was very ugly, but I still kind of liked it. It was endearing. Um, I also really, and you'll see this later on as towards the top of my list, my, this opinion holds true. I really appreciate stadiums that are enclosed that have the open glass windows that let a lot of natural light in. Um, I think you get the best of both worlds in that case where it still somewhat feels like an outdoor atmosphere, but especially down in the heart of Miami, it feels like it's 75 degrees instead of 100 and humid. So you kind of get the best of both worlds there. Um, This stadium sticks out like an eyesore, which is why it's not higher up, but I do think that there are qualities in this park that make it redeeming. All right. Moving into the next tier, and we're going to cut this episode off at number 15. Uh, we'll save the top 14. We'll cut it in half, save those top 14 for another episode. I think this is now the tier of these parks where you would say these are these are very nice stadiums. The, these are nice stadiums. They have a little more flair to them. I think they're more fun to go to for many reasons. Um, a lot of these are better teams. They're more well-off organizations that have the money to make these parks nicer and a bit of a better attraction. And a lot of these are also just in nicer cities where the overall experience is going to be more enjoyable. So kicking that this tier off at number 19, I have City Field. That's where the Mets play in New York. Um, there, I, I really like the brick feel of this stadium. I like the structure of it as well. Um, I think the right field part particularly is is pretty cool the way it's structured it, it goes pretty high up um, I always like seeing the upper the tall upper decks in stadiums because it makes home runs look look like they go even further Coors Field is another one that's like that and we'll, we'll hit on that one a little bit later in this episode um, it makes home runs feel like they go really far you know they also have the apple that pops up whenever they hit a home run which is a nice little touch something to something to make the park a little bit different um, overall, I think this is a very nice stadium. I, I got to walk in and see kind of their team museum, Hall of Fame type um, building as well, which is cool, and got a picture with um, one of the World Series rings there. Uh, this, I think, is the first um, stadium that I would classify as a as a good to good to very good stadium on this list. And, and to be clear, you know, all of these stadiums are really nice. I, I would recommend pretty much any of these uh, to go to to enjoy a game. All right, number 18. This is one that some people probably would have a little higher. Um, It's Petco Park, number 18, where the San Diego Padres play. Walking into this area is super nice. It's kind of this, I guess, mall, like outdoor mall-ish type area. It's a lot of like retail shopping, and the area is just really pretty. Obviously, it's in San Diego as well, so if you go to a game, it's probably going to be 70 to 75 and sunny. That also makes it much more enjoyable. And so the experience as a whole at this stadium, you're likely going to have a good time. The The Crawford boxes in left field, um, if you're not familiar with those, it's kind of this brick structure that that sticks out and it gives the, it matches the vibe of the area really well, like the retail area that I was mentioning previously. It makes the stadium fit in really well with the surrounding area, which is, I think is something that's pretty um, valuable for a stadium. It, it matches the architecture of the area really well. Um, overall, what too? It's just a, it's just a flat out nice stadium. It feels new, even though it's been around for a pretty long time, uh, and, and that's why I would have it um, towards the top half of this list. Number seventeen is Dodger Stadium. This is one of the more interesting ones, and I would say one of the more unique parks on this list. When you drive into Dodger Stadium, you feel like you're driving into Disneyland or Disney World. You you drive in, and there's this big banner above you. They rope you in because 
you don't realize you're that close and then you're there and you have to pay $45 for parking, but it's LA so that you're probably going to have to pay that anywhere. Um, you drive in and you go, you kind of feel like you're out in the mountains in the hills. You get out of the city really fast and then you're just there. Um, in the parking lot on one side, if you look out, you can see the entire skyline of Los Angeles. And then when you're looking out from home plate towards the opposite side, you see just the hills of California. It's a really great mix and I think a great place to have this park because you get both feels. You get the city feel, but you also feel like you're out in a nicer, prettier area that's more meant for baseball. Um, the view out into um, into the outfield is awesome. This is also one of the larger stadiums. It might be the largest stadium um, in the MLB. So there's, you know, obviously there's going to be a lot of fans there from LA. They're a very passionate fan base as well. So the atmosphere is great there. You just feel like you're at a big game regardless of when you go. All right, moving into number 16, we have two more to hit on in this episode. The next one is Bush Stadium uh, in St. Louis. This is where the Cardinals play. Um, the first thing that has to be mentioned with this stadium, and it's probably the first thing that anybody is going to mention, is the arch, right? It, it's so unique. It's this great view into the outfield that immediately you can't miss as you go into the stadium. And I think this is one of the best features that any ballpark has to make it really unique and stand out um, when you don't have some, you know, geographical feature um, that would stand out anyways. And the stadium's really nice as well. I think um, the outfield, you know, it, in the left field, it's got the four or five decks. I'm a big fan of that. Uh, right field's also pretty nice as well. You got a, you got a big scoreboard out there. Um, and, and overall, it's just a nice park. Cardinals fans are, you know, some of the most intelligent fans in baseball and some of the most passionate fans as well. So this is another stadium where pretty much anytime you go, you can count on having a good experience and wanting to go back. All right, the last one for this episode, and I hope you've enjoyed so far. Let me know your thoughts on um, anything that you think I overranked or underranked, uh, or if you think there's any um, huge mistakes with this list. I'd love to hear your opinion on that. Number 15 is Coors Field in Colorado. This is probably one that some people would also have higher as well. Um, it is a pretty cool stadium if you've never been before. Um, you've got the, the view of the Rocky Mountains out in the distance, especially as the sun sets. Um, you see out towards left field, the, the mountains are a great view out there. The stadium is also pretty unique because it's in Coors Field and the elevation is so much higher. The stadium is massive to try to account for some of the increase in home runs um, that would happen as a result of the altitude being higher up. As a result, the the dimensions of the outfield are a little bit different. Um, they also um, the outfield stands are very flat, which makes home runs that go really far feel like they went even further. And I'm sure some of you that watched the home run derby uh, remember some guys hitting 500 foot home runs there because of the elevation. That's also an added bonus. You know that most of the furthest home runs in recent history have all been at Coors Field. So if you're lucky, you might see one of those again that day. And right field is structured in a way, as I mentioned previously, where those balls look like they're going about a thousand feet once they get up there into the fourth and fifth deck in right field. The uniqueness of this park, um, the the entertainment aspect of this park, with a little bit more exciting of a brand of baseball being played, um, and overall it just being a pretty nice stadium, I think puts all of those factors together into making at least close to the top half of this list. That's going to do it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed. I'd love to hear your thoughts on um, 
what parks that you've been to. Um, you'll have to be patient to see, you know, if, you, if you've got a park you love, it's probably in the top half of this list as well. Um, that'll be coming pretty soon. So I hope you enjoyed this episode and um, we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening.